tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. It is great to be with you today, both at our Cyprus campus and our Los Alamitos campus. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here of Neighborhood Church. It's one church, but many campuses, many gatherings, and I'm glad that you've chosen to be with us. Thanks for tuning in. And for those at our Cyprus in-person gathering, I'm so thankful that you took advantage of our indoor in-person gathering. It's nice to be allowed to connect in real-time person to person, yes, masked up and physically distanced, but we need times like these. Uh, For there is a real threat of being isolated and disconnected and disengaged. We as people were created to connect and engage with others. It's like this cool toy. I, I found these uh, cool connecting toys uh, online. It's these uh, great little toys. They look just really cool. They connect really easily. Uh, you just put them together and they connect all kinds of fun things. My grandsons and I put together this uh, fun little, I think it looks like a scorpion or something like that. And then one of them made this cool car. And, and what's great about these connecting toys is they were designed to connect. Uh, just like you and I were designed to connect with each other. And, and really, uh, the, 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 something creative happens when we gather together. When you connect these, you can make all kinds of different animals and fun things with them. And it's wonderful. But that to happen, it takes connecting, interacting, contacting, engagement. And, and how fun and really what a blessing it is. It's a, it's a joy to have fun with some toys, but it's even a greater joy for, for you and I to connect and, and what a blessing that is. And, and, and the truth is, we have all been blessed with much for the purpose to share with others. Uh, Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. <clears throat> it's a responsibility to take what we've been blessed with and to bless others. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, it says, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common Good. We've been given abilities from God. Some of you are incredible bakers and, and you make all these luscious bakery items. Oh, and I love it when people make those great chocolate chip cookies and share them and they bless that blessing all around and it's a wonderful reality. You've been blessed with a gift to bless other people. Some of you are great cooks. Some of you are great at engineering. Some of you are great at figuring things out on the internet or technical stuff. And man, can we ever use that now today these days? But it, 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 you've given a, a, an ability to be able to use and you bless other people with it. In John thirteen thirty four, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, Jesus says, you also are to love one another. And see, we've been greatly loved by God. God loves us so incredibly much and desires for us to, to, to have this incredible love relationship with him, to, to let that love soak in so much so that it just kind of oozes out of us and that we love other people. He loved us so that we could love other people. And it's important that we do that. It's an expectation on us. Proverbs 3, 27 and 28 puts it this way. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it's in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, "Uh, go and come back again tomorrow and I will give it when you have it with you. You see, God wants us to, to, to bless those around us when people ask of us to be able to help and participate and, and be part of their lives in that way. We received a, a letter, uh, our church received a letter from a, a longtime old member from way back. Uh, they had been blessed 
uh, by what the church had done long ago. They were young at the church and some tragedies happened in their life and, and a number of people gathered around them and blessed them through this very difficult time. Well, now 40 years later, God encouraged them to now bless the church. They wrote this wonderful note and a very nice check and it was a very much encouraging uh, reality of life and it was really neat to see how, how they had been blessed and now we're seeking to bless others. See, if we've been blessed with a tree bursting with amazing tangerines, like my tree at home, and I, you can see a little bit of them here. There's these wonderful tangerines that, that, that God has produced in my tangerine tree. And so I want to bless other people with them. I'm going to give them to my neighbors. And if you happen to be here uh, when we're in person, or even you guys that are here now recording this, sure, take some home with you, because I want to be a blessing, because God has blessed me. I want to bless other people. We should do that. Now, you may say, um, I'm not that blessed. And in that, I don't have much at all. I'm really just surviving. And if I were truly uh, blessed and thriving, surely I would share. And yet, the, that formula does not work. Actually, if you were to, to survey the giving of most people, it is those who have little who happen to give much. And those who have much just really want more for themselves. Now, yeah, there are those wonderful saints out there who if you handed them $1,000, they would think, oh, who can I bless? But if you're like me, most of the things, if someone were to hand you $1,000, you go, wow, all the things I could buy. I get some new attachment to my Traeger smoker grill and I could add some new stuff to my Jeep that I'm trying to restore and I, could, I think of all the stuff that I want. And yet, really, God blesses us so that we can bless other people that human nature of ours, our heart that's desperately wicked just tends to want to take over. But yet God has given us much so that we would bless others. And that's always been his formula. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. It, it was true for Abraham. In the, way back in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis chapter 12, verses one to three, God blessed Abraham and called him to be a blessing to others so all would thrive. We have that same call for us, for we are blessed to bless others. And in this call, Abraham, of this call of Abraham, we're given four challenges to be a blessing because the same expectation is on us and the truth is still valid. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. And so let's, let's delve into this. Let's dive into this, this challenge, this, this call of Abraham and see what God would have for us. If you wouldn't mind, uh, uh, why don't you all stand where you're at? You just, you know, of course, if you're driving, don't stand, but just stand where you're at and let's pray and ask God to do something incredible today. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to uh, just to delve into your word and this interesting call of Abraham. God, help us to learn from that and help us to be challenged to be the blessing that you've called us to be. God, I pray that you'd show us, meet with us this moment, and may we gain something from your spirit today. Thanks for this opportunity, Lord. Bless us, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks, and you can have a seat, and I encourage you to, to take some notes. If you don't already have done so, there's a way to download a, a note 
uh, on there. You can print it out. You can write it on a piece of paper if you have one. Uh, there's a section in our, uh, 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 in our website called Re- Revive. And in that, there's some information about today's sermon. And you can, all kinds of resources to help you to grow. And there's a podcast you can listen to after this week to be able to gain more from that. And we do that all to help you because we want you to use this sermon as like a, 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 a springboard for your Bible study throughout the week. And look up some of these extra verses. There's also a study guide that you can download the same way. So I encourage you with that. You'll get more out of it as you go. Well, take your Bibles, if you would, and open up to the Bible book of Genesis. It's the very first book of the Bible, Genesis. And I want you to turn to chapter 12. We'll be looking at just three verses, 1, 2, and 3 of chapter 12. Uh, In the history of humanity, God created people to engage our world and others. Now, in Genesis chapter 1... Verse 28, God said we are to subdue and to rule. Now those words, uh, they're they're commands to intentionally engage our world and the people in it. Well, as humanity grew, they rebelled against God's plan for this dispersed worldwide engagement. And in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 9, a very crazy story about the Tower of Babel, uh, they built a tower to defy in defiance of God, to seek to be exclusive unto themselves. Well, God dealt with that. And I encourage you to read that story. It's a great story. Genesis chapter 11, verse one and nine. But God dealt with that. And then he chose a person, later become a whole nation, that through them, the, the, the whole world would be blessed. Now that person was Abram. And, and, and Abram was later, his name was later changed to Abraham. Now that was done in Genesis chapter 12, verses one to eight. And here in Genesis chapter 12 now, verses 1 to 3, we hear Abraham's call, Abram's call, that God gave to him. And again, these four challenges of engagement, of, being, of the engagement of being a blessing, because the formula is true, be a blessing and everyone thrives. Well, let's look at this first challenge in the engagement of being a blessing. It is to go. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, go. It's right there, from your country, from your kindred, from your father's house, and I will, uh, to a land that I will show you. God said, go. God said, get up, leave this area, and go to the rest, go to where I show you. And Abram, Abraham, was told to, to take the initiative to move, to take action on God's call to engage the world. It's the same call that Jesus had given us in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 15, where he says, go and to be salt and light to the world. Uh, to, to, to be like salt that enhances the flavor. Oh, I had an avocado the other day. I cut it in half, took out the seed. I took some salt and sprinkled that. And oh my goodness, as I ate that, oh, my mouth is even watering right now. It's incredible. The salt enhances the, the, the flavors around us and we are to go and to enhance the flavor of life to be able to help people and encourage people and to, to bless people in life that enhances the flavor, to be about bringing out the best of them. That's what blessing means, to really, really bless the lives of other people, to enhance their life. So we're to be salt, but we're also to be light and be helpful like, like Matthew five sixteen explains that. It's in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they will see your good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. Our good works light the way. 
when we go help a neighbor out with a project that they're doing or, or lend them some stuff or, or be involved in their life or listen to them and, and encourage them to write a note and bless them. Those things give out God's light and they have a way to, to, to be able to live life and it enhances their life. See, we're not just to think about it, but to go. I love the, the women's, what the women's ministry of Neighborhood Church did just a few weeks ago. Uh, ch- check out this video. Hi, my name is Susan Peterson, and I am head of Bloom Ministry, which is part of the women's ministry here at Neighborhood Church. And with social distancing, how do we keep our hearts connected? About a month ago, I was perusing a Facebook page that is designed and created for women who are in women's ministry leadership. And as I was scrolling through it, one entry kind of caught my eye in particular. A woman mentioned almost in passing that she was a young widow and that she hadn't received a valentine since her own valentine passed away. The Holy Spirit birthed an idea to seek out the widows in our church and to give them a valentine. And as the Bloom team talked, God expanded the idea to include other women who might need some extra love. The team prayed as to who. We put the bags together and dropped off about 40 of them, each one wrapped up in love and prayer. Inside each bag was chocolate because nothing screams I love you like chocolate, plus fuzzy socks with hearts on them and a few other gift items. And a handcrafted card created to remind them that they were being thought of, prayed for, and that they were truly loved by us and by our awesome God. Don't we all need that reminder, especially in these times? Honestly, I didn't know some of the women that were on my list to deliver to, but they were on someone else's heart on the team. So yes, they got a bag. I drove into one trailer home park and it had to have a a coded entry, but I didn't have a code because I hadn't called the woman beforehand. So I turned and I drove away and then a U-turned and drove back. And as I went into the area, there was a car in front of me entering. So I just followed them right in. Sorry about that security issue. I mostly just dropped bags off. Others on the team had the opportunity to talk with their recipients safely and talk long and hard and share some deep conversations and the Holy Spirit moved mightily. When I came home, my husband had asked me, you know, how did it go and and did you get any responses? And I shrugged my shoulders because that wasn't the point of it. I wasn't looking for a response. We were doing what the Holy Spirit had initiated. We did get responses. Some of them very personal. So all I will share is that this very small act of love touched both the women who received the bags of love and each one of the Bloom team members who got to create and to deliver them. God is so good and so gracious, not only to move us into action, but to allow us to be participants in loving one another. David Wilkerson said, love isn't only something that you feel, it's something that you do. Amen. A final note, women, if you are feeling socially distant and you need some heart connection, please join us for a Bloom Zoom Tea and Talk on Thursday, February 25th at 7 p.m. For more information and details, please contact me. Thank you so much. Wow, wasn't that incredible? Oh my goodness, uh, our world, if, if everyone in our world would just do that or, or a good handful to meet these needs, our world is desperate for people like this who are willing to take these little bags of love, whatever they may be you put together and to bless other people, to interact, to engage, to, to, to relate to people. 
Who's somebody you could bless today? Who's somebody that you could contact or interact or engage with today? Why not go for it? Because the formula is true. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. Oh, I had the opportunity to hear from the women who went out and did this. Oh, they were ecstatic. I loved how they, they, they just, they were beaming. You could you hear it through the texting or the, the email or even some that I talked to. They were just ecstatic about how they had an opportunity to bless another person. And I actually had the opportunity to, to talk to one of the women that, that were blessed. I went to visit them and they were even wearing the socks uh, that were given to them. And they were just beaming too because someone had thought to come and to spend some time with them. And yeah, the formula is true. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. Well, the next challenge in the engagement of being a blessing is that it's gonna take sacrifice. <clears throat> Go back to verse one again and let's read this again. Now, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Abraham, to be this blessing, had to leave all the safeguards of his heritage, his community, his businesses, his family, his people, his security, and to live as an immigrant. Some of you know what it's like to live as an immigrant. I know a bit of that feeling as well. With Abraham, now is going to take the choice to be totally dependent on God. To trusting the Lord as Abraham sought to live out this call to be this blessing. And it will take that same choice for us. You know, it's so easy to be self-focused and stuck in survival mode. So consumed with our stresses and our problems and our plights and our issues Now, yeah, we need to get help to process all that we're feeling. But as we do, let's make the sacrifice of of time and money and attention to bless others. Uh, Proverbs 11, verses 24 and 26 puts it this way. One gives freely and yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched and the one who waters will himself be watered the people curse him who holds back grain but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it it's one of the it's the sacrifice of self and looking for ways to bless others by sacrificing time and and money and attention to bless others (laughs) well one of the things that we hold on to most is our money We kind of call it our money. Yet, truly, we have what we have by the hand of God. And God has blessed us with the resources we have. And it's really his anyways. But we tend to hold on to it with a a grip. And so sometimes it helps to have practices. It helps to have uh, tools that help us not be so self-focused and to, to, to practice what sacrificing our finances would be like. And so that's why we've created this faith promise giving for our global outreach 
It's an opportunity for us to give over and above our normal giving and to trust God to sacrifice and to give. It's called a faith promise. Now, online you can look up that and there should be some ways to look up this pledge card in there and it's actually kind of a pledge card opportunity for us to be able to do it. it, it, it the card explains, and if you go on the website, it explains more about faith promise. But what it is, and our, my wife Christy and I do this every year and it's a, really, it's a challenge in this, this idea of sacrificing and a practice that helps us be more generous and all of that. And what we do is we sit down and we say, God, what do you want us to give over and above our normal giving to the church? And this goes directly to global outreach, our missions, just like the punkais that you heard just a minute ago. It goes to help fund missions and mission opportunities and short-term trips and all of that. And yet we want to do that by way of a faith promise gift. It's we, we sit down and Christy and I sat down and we said, okay, we're going to give this amount. And we're just going to trust that God's going to bring that in and then we're just going to give it to our global outreach, to our missions ministry. And, 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 and we do that, we, we, we make a pledge, we, we just pledge, we tear off the card, we give this, turn this card in, and we hang on to this, and, and that's how we do that, and I encourage you to do that, but, but <clears throat> it's a time of prayer, and time of asking, it's a time of sacrifice, and we give as if God's going to give it. So we just write out the checks, and we just say, okay, here it is, and you give it all, through the online giving, all that kind of stuff, we, as if God is going to give it. And lo and behold, he does. <laughs> we received a, a check just last week, I talked about it last week, and, and when we were in in-person gatherings, that... I received a check for like 40-something dollars from our insurance company. What insurance company gives you back money? <laughs> it's great. God just does it, and different things show up, and sometimes we don't need to spend money on something, but God allows it. But it, yes, it takes a sacrifice to give that. Sometimes we have to go without. But it does take sacrifice to give a blessing. Jesus said in Luke six thirty-eight, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will pour into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So why not? Hey, and if and faith promise works for you, give it a shot. It's, again, it's not some gimmick to get you to give to the church, but we need to practice generosity. And this faith promise giving is a, is a practice that will help. And you will be blessed so that you can bless more. And yeah, it's going to take a sacrifice of, uh, as well in other areas of time and attention. But the formula is true. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. Where can you make a sacrifice of time or, or money or attention to bless somebody else or to bless the missions ministry? Uh, here's another challenge in the engagement of being a blessing. It is to lean on God. Look at verse 2 of Genesis chapter 12. It says, and I will make you, God speaking to Abram, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Well, every nation that the nation of Abraham's nation went, they were blessed because God blessed them with lots of crops and lots of understanding of how to grow things and lots of ways to, to be able to handle the animals that they were in charge of. And the, and the country around them was all blessed because of Abraham. But notice in this, in this verse, in chapter 2, it says, I will. God says, I will a couple of times. And he means it. But will we trust him is the question. Abram did. But we need to trust God. And, and to have this ferocious faith that believes in an all-powerful God who does the miraculous. Uh, <clears throat> Abraham and Sarah... They were up there in years. God had not yet provided for them an heir so that they would be a blessed nation. Blessed nation meant, meant lots of kids. 
and they had none. Sarah was eking towards 90, and Abraham was somewhere around 100, still no kids. They had to truly lean on God and trust him incredibly. Now, Sarah and Abraham had some issues with that, and they struggled and tried to take things into their own hands. And the trouble that caused is still being realized today with the whole Arab-Israeli thing and the Arab-Israeli issue. But to be a blessing means to go. It means to sacrifice. It means to lean on God, to have this ferocious faith, believing God can. When all hope is lost, God can. In the struggles of finances and medical issues and relationship issues, God can. God can save a marriage. He can settle deep emotional and mental issues. God can. Do you believe that? Then bless unhindered. Like the Apostle Paul, this whole series, Unhindered, is from the Apostle Paul who is in jail, beaten, scourged, all kinds of horrible things, shipwrecked, all that, limitations like you wouldn't believe. And yet he says in Acts, he is moving forward unhindered. He's unhindered because he's leaning on God. He's trusting God with all the issues of life because that when the God of the universe is with you, who can stand against him? And the God of the universe is with you. Nothing is impossible with God. Oh, people believe that. We get knocked down and, and life hurts. And yes, there's all kinds of fears that, that come into our life. But God can. And he will be with you. Just like he was with, with Abraham. He's with him. And you will overcome. And through it all, his call on us is to engage, to engage others with blessings, to trust him, to provide what is needed, to listen to him. You know, we can't help everybody, but maybe that one that God places on our mind and God places in our path, because the formula is true. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. Are you leaning on the Lord? with that ferocious faith. Yeah, it takes surrender. Surrender of our will and wanting it our way and a credible trust in God. But when you do, oh, that's the thrill of life. One last challenge in the engagement of being a blessing. It is to bless others. Let me read verse two and then jump into verse three. God saying to Abram, who is Abraham, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And to him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, we don't have to worry about who God curses. That's really up to him. But what we can do is get on with who it is that God wants us to bless and be a blessing to others. Now, biblical blessing usually means a growing family. It means wealth. It means a favorable legacy. It means a good life. To be a blessing is to therefore help make others' lives better. What can we do to help make others' lives better? And better as God determines is better. Uh, we just heard an opportunity of people feeling disconnected. So our women's ministry went out to sought to connect people. 
And we can provide belonging by connecting, by interacting, by engaging. We can also be helpful, meeting needs, uh, helping people out with the projects they have or life what they've got or listening and and being there with them, encouraging them. Now, we need to be careful that we're not enabling, but we still need to do good and to be kind. And of course, to tell people of God's incredible and amazing love for them. Because the greatest blessing coming out of Abraham's nation, Abraham's people, is Messiah, Jesus. He was birthed out of that line of people from Abraham and Sarah. And Messiah is the one who connects us to God. You see, God loves us incredibly. And desires for us to experience deeply that connectedness with him, to embrace his love and to to let it soak down deep in our soul. But the problem is there's something that blocks us. I I, I was young and didn't know anything about God and and desperately looking for uh, love and care and, and encouragement. And as I went to church, I learned that God loved me, but I also learned that something was blocking the way. And what that something is, the Bible calls is sin. And, and there's nothing we can do to, to, to fix that gap. It's there that we can't somehow dissolve it through being good or, or, or <clears throat> somehow go around it, go under it, go through it by, by doing good things and, and giving to the church and learning about God. Those are all good things, but yet they don't deal with the gap. What we need is a savior, someone who will bridge the gap and bring us together with God. And that's what Jesus, Messiah, did. He came to this earth to show us how to to live and relate to God, but he came for another purpose, and that's to pay the penalty for our sins when he died on a cross, strung up there. God dumped all sin on him, and he said it is finished, and he paid it in full. And all we need to do to to, to get a hold of that and to take on that, that pay in full sin is to believe in Jesus, to come to a place of faith and say that, yeah, I'm sinful, I need a savior, and it's Jesus. And that's what Easter's all about. It's understanding and we celebrate the the reality of what Jesus has done. His death on the cross means life for us, means connectedness with God. And I still remember that time I I came to that place of faith. I got it. I I knew that I was sinful and needed a Savior and that Jesus was it. So one night I just prayed, God, I get it. I'm sinful. I need a Savior. It's you. And I, I came to faith in him and my life has never been the same. I've experienced such intense and wonderful love from God and it's filled my soul and filled an empty spot in me and I felt secure and loved and it's carried me on through life. Boy, if you have not yet ever made that choice of faith, boy, talk to somebody or just simply come to God and say, God, I get it. I'm sinful. I need a savior. Jesus, it's you. If you need help in that, we would love to help you. You can connect to any one of our staff. You can t- connect with me directly. Just, just email me, mike at neighborhoodchurch.com, and I'd love to c- encourage you on in that. But that's one of the ways we can bless people, by telling them the story of Jesus. My friend Jeff is the one who shared with me, and what a blessing it's been. It's been a blessing through all of my life, and we want for all eternity. God has blessed me with that, and you can bless others with that. So how can we be a blessing? Yes, certainly sharing the love of Jesus, but... <clears throat> But maybe it's through a word. Uh, we could send someone a text. We can email, send them a note, a handwritten note, or just say it to them in person. Words of encouragement, affirmation, or just declare your love and friendship for them. Wow, what a difference that would make. My wife, Christy, who is a teacher, received a, just a quick email from a parent. It was so well-timed 
and so well appropriate the things that she said in that email. It just sunk down deep in my, my wife's life and, and just encouraged her. You could have that same way to bless someone else through a word. You could also bless someone through a gift, a, a fun, safe gift that, that brings a smile or, or a gift card or bless someone with money and better yet, make it anonymous. <laughs> How fun is that? Maybe bless through an act of service or time. Find a way to be helpful to someone. Maybe just taking time to chat. That's what a lot of these women did when they went out and visited. They just took time to chat with somebody. Now be sensitive not to overstay your welcome or be too helpful. But find a way to give an act of service or, or time. You know, one of the things that we're doing is we're kind of resurrecting now that COVID is getting, I mean, it's not over, but it's, it's, it's getting more relaxed so we can be able to have some meetings and things like that. We're going to start up our community engagement team uh, for both the Los Al area and the Cypress area. And we're going to seek to, to create wonderful opportunities of service. And we need people who are good at organizing and, and, and helpful to be able to set that up. And we've got a good team already, but we need more. If you'd be interested in that, you can just email me, mike at neighborhoodchurch.com and say, hey, I want to be part of the community engagement team. And we would love to help you in that and, and be, have you be part of that so that we can help others have these acts of service and bless others. See, in all this, the formula is true. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. You know, what a fun, creative legacy we can build. What, what, what kind of legacy are you building yeah, it takes contacting, interacting, and, and, and engagement. Where we take the blessings we have been given and bless other people. It's actually an expectation God has on us. Blessed to bless. Just like Abraham. It was his call. And he was blessed so he could bless. And it's our call too. We are blessed, so we can bless others. So will you go and get on with blessing others? Yes, it will take sacrifice, but we are to lean on God and to bless others. In all this, the formula is so true. Be a blessing and everyone thrives. So who is it? Who is it that you could bless today? We're just gonna take just a couple of seconds and have you think through and maybe God will put a name in your mind. We're going to take a moment of silence. Think of someone that you could bless even today. Let's just pause for just a moment. Did God give you a name? Write it down. And then go for it. Be a blessing to that person in some way. God will direct you. And if you're still wondering about your faith journey, boy, take that next step to get to know Jesus more. And let that blessing of God's love fill you. And then bless others. Blessed to bless. Will you take that on? Man, our world would be so better if you would. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for just the <clears throat> great joy and reality that we have been blessed much 
by you. Lord, I thank you for the way that you've blessed me, the way that you love me. I don't deserve any of the, the things that you've blessed me with, but I so much thank you for the way that you have blessed. And Lord, may I take this blessing and bless others with it. And may we do the same. God, may our lives be a legacy of blessing others. And may the world be a better place because we have followed your challenge to bless. Thanks, God. We love you so much. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.